series. What's the name of the series that we're doing? If you've been here for at least one week or two, you guys, we're, we're doing a series called what? We are Numa. We are Numa, all right? And we're learning about our identity, okay, here, okay, our, uh, talking about our congregation, our spiritual family, who we are, and we're, we've been talking about our vision. Last week, we talked about our core values, you know, and, uh, and today, uh, I, I, we're going into a message that I'm calling it Love for God's House. Love for God's House. If you're taking notes, that's the title of today's message. Okay, Love for God's House. And I want to let you know, you know, as I was preparing this message, I got to let you know something. The honor and the privilege that I feel to be the pastor of this church. Let me tell you guys something. For me, all right, it's a great honor. It's a great responsibility as well to be your pastor, to be the man that stands here every week and bringing you a direction, a word from God, to be able to edify you and challenge you to go after your plans, the purposes that God has uh, for your lives. You know why I think it's, it's, it's so important? Because the Bible says that you are his holy people. You're not just anybody. You know what I'm saying? The Bible says that you are his holy people. So if I'm going to be the one that leads this congregation and you in front of God, I better be careful what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I, I better watch out. This is not just coming on Sunday morning and coming up with a nice message because I'm charismatic and I can speak a few words. No, there's a great responsibility behind this. You guys, you guys. Me included, we are holy in God's sight. We are precious in God's sight. There's so many things going through my mind right now as I'm speaking to you guys. Because I think a lot of times we, we have lost focus of what the church really is. And even pastors. I think sometimes leaders, they just see this and run it a lot of times like if it was just a business. And there's a business side to the church, of course. We have to have our articles of incorporation. We have our board of directors and all those things. And, you know, we're licensed with the state of Florida, like to get married people and all that. But we can never forget the spiritual component or the spiritual side to who we are as a church. You guys are holy in the sight of God. And God has called me to be the one that feeds you guys. You see, when Jesus was restoring Peter, he asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, Lord, you know that I do. He goes, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Then he said, you know, tend my lambs, the little ones. Tend to them. The way that we show Jesus, the pastors, the leaders, that we love him, is by taking care of those that he puts with in front of us. And the responsibility that we have is to feed you. Now, my responsibility is not to see, you know, who has the biggest church in Miami. That's not what I'm here for. You know, who's gathering the most people, this and that. You know what my responsibility is? To plant the best grass that I can in this place to make sure that the sheep that gather here eat that grass. And you know what? You guys are nurtured and strong and have a relationship with the Lord. That's my responsibility as a pastor. That's what I come and I do. So I take this with, you know, like I say, it, it's, 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 it's just something that today I was like, wow, this is, this is something great. This is something holy. Now, when we talk today about love for God's house, all right, let me tell you that God's goal 
God's goal has always been to build people. That has always been his goal. God's goal has always been to build people, not buildings. All right? Now, let me tell you, it's a work that he starts in us the moment that you receive Christ Jesus in your life. The moment that you receive Christ Jesus in your life as Lord and Savior, he starts this work of perfecting you, of building you. You're not the same person that you were when you gave your life to Christ. And let me tell you something, it's an ongoing process till the day that you die. Okay, till the day that you die, all right, the Lord is doing this work called sanctifying. (laughs) And it's a very long work. And a lot of us could get a little bit impatient with that sanctifying work, especially husbands and wives. All right, right, babe? We could, yeah, what, don't nod your head, please. All right. We could get a little impatient, like, Lord, uh, you promised to sanctify this brother right here. You know what I'm saying? What's going on? It's till the day of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it's like, Lord, are you going to do it like right the day before you come? Because it's taking a long while. You know, it's like, till the day of Jesus Christ, the Lord said, hey, give me ample time. Some of you guys are a little harder than others. You know what I'm saying? But I'm working. I'm doing my work. So God has always been about edifying what? Edifying people. Edifying people. Look what 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 says. 1 Peter 2, 5. If you guys go with me there in your Bibles. All right. 1 Peter 2, 5. All right. And it's right behind me. And it says, And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priest. So not only are you guys our our spiritual temple, you guys are his holy priest as well. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, and you offer sacrifices that that please God. All right? So this is to say and make sure, church, all of us that are here, you guys at home, that we would understand, all right, that God does not live in this building. (laughs) A lot of us come with this traditional mindset thinking God lives at church. And he's here and, and this is his home. And let me tell you, according to this scripture, okay, he lives in you. He lives in me. We are God's temple. Okay, you are the temple of God. His spirit lives in you. Look how Acts chapter 17 verse 24 puts it. Go to Acts 17, 24. It says this. He is the God who made the world. He made what, guys? The world. The world. Okay, and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, He doesn't live in man-made temples. All right? So you are the temple. This is not the temple. Okay? And according to this, He is so great and so mighty that He cannot live in this place. Actually, when Solomon constructed the beautiful temple in Jerusalem, he, he he said to them, Lord, now... I know you not live in this, you don't live here. Because earth is your footstool and heaven is your throne. So you cannot live in this house. But he did pray and he said, but I ask that your spirit will fill this place every time that we gather. 
And every time that we're together, that your presence would be so real. And let me tell you something. That's my prayer when we come together as believers, that God would make himself so real. That when we worship God, we would have encounters with him when we come into this place. You see, this place is all set up, not because God lives here, but because his children come here. His children, this is our gathering place with the Father. And the Bible says wherever there's two or three gathered in his name, he is there. It doesn't say wherever there's 2,000 or 5,000. Oh, he's there with them. But he's also there in the two or three. He's there in the 203 as well. So when we come together in his name, into this place, week after week after week, we encounter God. We have moments with him. And then when we encounter God, what happens is that life change starts to happen. Because when we expose ourselves to him, what happens? God starts to work in us. You see, I could speak to you guys very many beautiful words. I could come up with eloquent words. But if it's not the Holy Spirit speaking into your hearts, then nothing is going to happen. But if when I'm talking, you know, the most amazing thing is a lot of times I'm there in the welcome lounge talking to new people, this and that. And it's so amazing. I'll have two or three people in the same room saying, Pastor, today you were speaking directly to me. And the other person, Pastor, today you were speaking directly to me. And if I ask them, it's different parts of the message, but God knows exactly what's the portion that everybody here needs. And you feel that it's your dose, <laughs> your prescription, what you need to hear. That's how amazing the Lord is. So he doesn't live here. Where does he live? He lives in us. We're the temple of God. We're the temple of God. So if he doesn't live here, then what's so important about this place? I want to say it like this. This is an embassy. <laughs> this is an embassy. Why? Because the Bible says that you and I are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. So when we come here, okay, we come to meet, to receive instructions so that we can carry out the Father's business. We come here, okay, to receive direction. This place represents, guys, the kingdom that we're from. This represents God, okay? And I was speaking to you guys last week, and I used the example of Solomon, that when he constructed the temple, people from all over the place came to see what he had built. They would come to sit at his feet. They would come to listen to his instruction. And even kings and queens would look at the different designs and say, surely there must be a God in Israel. Can you imagine that I mentioned this last year? I got to mention it. The queen of Sheba looks at a staircase and looks at it and says, Solomon, I got to tell you, surely God is with you. And there's a God. Because the way that that thing is designed, it's amazing. You imagine that God's presence would touch something that is mundane. And all of a sudden his glory touches it and it calls the attention of people. Isn't that crazy? God will touch something with his glory and all of a sudden just call the attention to that. And you'll see, you'll look at it and you'll say, wow, isn't that a beautiful lamp? Isn't that a beautiful this? Isn't that a beautiful that? It's God that makes it look enhanced, if I could use that word. And they told Solomon, God is with you. 
Because the way that all this stuff looks. So let me tell you something. That's why we want this place. Now I'm talking about the physical place here. Okay, we want this place, okay, to be excellent. We come here and we go after excellence, guys. And remember, I've told you, excellence is not perfectionism. But we want to be excellent in what we do. And we want this place to look excellent. We want it to be excellent. We want it to be functional, efficient. We want it to be appealing to carry out the vision that God has given us as NUMA. And this morning, I'm coming to you guys as we close the series and as we talk about having love for, for God's house. I, I want to share with you guys, okay, certain projects that, that I've had in my heart for a while. Just in January, you guys, you know, we're celebrating PC's 10-year uh, anniversary as a pastor of this church. Well, let me tell you something. I've had some projects in my house. If I, I've, I've been the pastor here 10 years. I've had some projects for nine years, 11 months, and 29 days. You know what I'm saying? But everything in its timing, I've learned that. Young people learn this. Everything has its time, all right? Including the food you put on the microwave and you stand in front of it and you want it to cook quicker, all right? Um, everything has its time. And sometimes we got to wait, all right? And there's been projects that, that I've had in my heart for many, many years to beautify. I don't know if that's a word or not, but to beautify this beautiful building that we have. Because let me tell you something. I thank God for this place that he's given us. I'm so grateful that we could come here this morning and worship. And you guys at home, okay, if you've been here before, you know that God has blessed us with a beautiful place. Our kids are in a great place. We have our school there during the week, you know. Sometimes I'm, I, I, I go to shopping centers and I see little schools in shopping centers. I'm like, wow, I don't even know how to do a school in a shopping center. Lord, thank you for the building that you've given us so that we could run our school, so that we could have our playground. And now we're going to have these courts outside. Thank you, Lord, because you've been so good. So let's make the best of what you've given us, Lord. So, so today, okay, I, I, I want to show you some of the things that we want to do. And this is the season, church. This is the time. This is the season. This is the moment, okay, to, to, to just enhance this place, okay? So are you ready, Numa Church? I have, a, I have a video that we have ready back there. Are we ready with that video back there? All right. I want you guys to see uh, this small video of the different things that we want to do here in this place. All right. So we could run that video. So we are here in the lobby of our church, and we're going to do a walkthrough right now so that you guys can see what are the different areas that we want to change to create a beautiful impact to our building. So come with us. It's going to be amazing. Here we are inside our main auditorium. And one of the things that we want to do is that we want to change these chairs. We just put an amazing deposit into new chairs, which you're about to see in a few moments. But we're going to change these chairs. And we want to take advantage of that as well and change the carpet that we have here, change the lamps that we have on the wall. And we also want to soundproof uh, this auditorium so that it can have the best sound possible. One of the biggest blessings that we have in this building is the kitchen. Now, this kitchen is really old. Since we moved into this building back in 1998, I haven't seen any change in this kitchen. You know what? It's time to change this kitchen and get it up to date 
with all the beautiful kitchens that we have out there. This kitchen serves our beautiful dream team on Sunday. We've been able to serve uh, lunch to our kids at schools for uh, many years and as well with different activities that we have. So we wanna make sure that we get this kitchen up and going and being functional. We are in the men's bathroom. And even though it served its purpose, let me tell you, this bathroom is very dated. And we wanna make sure that we take this moment to remodel these bathrooms. Not only the men's bathroom, also the women's bathroom. We have some beautiful ideas that you're gonna see in a moment where we think that these bathrooms could be a lot more beautiful, a lot more efficient, and a greater blessing for everyone that comes to our church. This is our bookstore. And we really wanna revamp this place and make it look completely different than it looks right now. Actually, what we wanna do here, we wanna do a cafe. We wanna make sure that it's a place where people can come, people can hang out, have a great time, build relationships, and at the same time, have coffee, have pastries. It could be a great place for good fellowship. So this is an important part of the project that we are taking right now. Okay, here we are outside of our library. And what we wanna do here is that we wanna put a beautiful patio area so that once the cafe is done in here, people can just come out, sit down. We wanna put a beautiful pergola right here so that it covers whenever it's raining, when it's too sunny, so that this could be a beautiful hangout area here at Numa Church, a place where, once again, real relationships can be built. And the last thing that we wanna do in this season is that, as you guys know, we're building our basketball court out here. It's gonna be so beautiful what's gonna go on here. I really believe that it's gonna be a place where many, many are gonna come here and are gonna come to the Lord and give their life to Him as they play sports. But also, here in this field, we're gonna put artificial turf and the idea is to have two mini soccer courts going in that direction, all right? So not only are we gonna have basketball, we're gonna have soccer, and this is gonna be a whole playing area for families, for kids to be able to come and together. It sounded like there was a hurricane out there when we were filming, and uh, how many are excited for all that stuff, guys? Come on. Wow. So I can't wait, you know, to get all these things uh, up and going and uh, just excited, just excited. I really believe that there's so many things out ahead of us, you know. Um, you have the pictures of the chairs back there? You have the, yeah, we have the picture. Guys, we put a deposit on some chairs. I want you guys to look at these beautiful chairs that will be coming. All right. These guys, these guys will be ready here for the summertime. They even have the little pockets in the back and everything. So we don't have to put the connect card anymore under, you know, uh, whatever you call that. They're very comfy. Um, I sat on them and they were very comfy. You know what I'm saying? So they're nice. So, and one of the things that I forgot to mention in the video is that we want to paint inside as well. All right. It's not only the carpet, it's not only the seats and 
those lamps that are there, uh, but we also want to go ahead and paint in here, and uh, I think it's going to be beautiful. I think it's going to be beautiful, everything, you know, that, that's going to be happening in this place. Like you heard me talk about, I talked about the kitchen and, and, and the bathrooms. Uh, I walk into those bathrooms, and I'm not even going to tell you about the bathrooms. They're, they're very functional, you know what I'm saying? When you need to go to the bathroom, hey, any bathroom is good, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, man, I've walked into this bathroom since 1998, man, and it just, same tile on the wall, you know, same, same, same toilet. If those, I'm not going to say if those toilets could talk, but anyways, <laughs> I'm not going to say that, you know, I just did, but anyways. <laughs> Just a lot of history, Pastor Max. A lot of history, man. <laughs> so, guys, all I'm trying to say is, it's time. It's time to renovate, all right? It's time to make this place. It is beautiful. We want to make it more beautiful, more appealing. It's a new season, guys. It's a new season. God is doing some amazing things. So, as we look at this, this morning, and, and you're talking, you know, we're talking about you know, having a love for this place. You know, I think about all the things that have happened in my life and in your lives here, you know, the encounters with God. Let me tell you, it's not going to end there. There's many people that are going to continue having encounters with God in this place. There's many people that are going to still, okay, crown Jesus as king of their lives in this place. Young people, young people, you know, I come here on Friday nights and I, and I see the youth, you know, and I'm like, man, let's make sure that we get this place appealing. And now we got those basketball courts going and we got soccer going out there, you know, that it's going to come to a point. And what I envision that, man, young kids are going to want to be here. They're going to want to be in this place connecting. And it's just going to produce opportunities to present the gospel, to teach about God, for, for him to, to be encountered. We were talking about the other day with Pastor Max. I remember my days before knowing the Lord. <laughs> and, and I remember we would look on Saturday and Sunday mornings to go play basketball in places, all right? We had our places already in the afternoon where we knew we were going to go, but in the morning. And, and I remember a lot of times we would jump fences. And we would jump fences, guess to where? To churches, because some churches had some nice basketball courts. And you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to dunk like Shaq and break the courts that they had. Like the rim, you know, the basketball. And now I'm thinking, bro, if somebody jumps my fence and tries to break my rim, I'm going to have a guard out there, man. You know, it's like, you don't know how hard it took to get all that stuff going. But you know what? I remember I was chased out. And we were chased out out of places, man. And I told Pastor Matt, I'm not going to chase anybody out of here. If they jump the fence to play basketball, you can play basketball you want. I'm going to give you Jesus. I know that, man. <laughs> I'm going to give you the Lord. You're going to encounter him. So, you know, so how can we all participate in this? Because I believe in this church, like I said, when you're in a church with a vision, the visionary sees the church and says, this is, we're all in. We all have a place in the wall. We all have our spot. You know, we all have something to do. All right. So this is how we're going to participate in this, guys. Every year, okay, on Resurrection Sunday, we always pick up a special offering. And that special offering that we pick up this year on Resurrection Sunday, which is, if I'm not mistaken, is the third. Is it the third of April? Yeah, 3rd of April. Okay, that's just about maybe three, four weeks away. 
everything that we pick up in that special resurrection offering is going to be directed towards these projects. All right? Now, not only with your giving, all right, but maybe you're here this morning and you're like, Pastor, you know what? Uh, I have contacts. You know, I, I, I know a guy, you know, that has a, 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 a company, you know, they, they do carpets, you know, come with me, you know, we're going to talk to him. Maybe he could give it to you, you know, at his cost or, or maybe he, God will touch his heart. Whatever connections you have, okay, we need them, you know. And maybe you're here this morning, you're like, Pastor, how much are the chairs? I'll talk to you privately about it. And maybe you're like, you know what, I want to sponsor a hundred of those chairs. I want to, you know, sponsor 50 of them. I want to sponsor the chairs, you know what I'm saying? Uh, also, Maybe you're here and you're like, you know what? I, I have skills, you know, to, to, you know, to do this, to do that. You know, we all have, like I said, different giftings that God has given us. And we all have different passions that God has given us. So this morning, there's a form that I'm going to pass out. Um, si me pueden ayudar a pasar las hojas que tenemos, por favor. We have some forms. And I want us to pass it out to everybody. These forms... Uh, Mija, tú me pasas una a mí, para, just to help. Actually, I was so excited about this this morning that, like, I'm not going to be able to see what's on the paper, so I brought my glasses up here, you know, and I was like, I'm ready to read this form. By one side is in Spanish, by the other side is in English, all right? By one side is in Spanish, the other side is in English. And uh, as you guys get this form... All right, there's different areas here that you can mark. All right, there's different areas here. And the form on the top, it says, Love for the House of God, which is the title of, of today's message. All right, let me just make sure you guys all got one. Everybody got one? Yeah? All right. So then it says, My contribution to the house. And then it says, Workforce, Materials, Financial, or technical, and then you're going to see the different projects that are there, okay? So the project, the main temple, which is here, okay, main auditorium, okay, replace chairs, replace carpet, full temple painting, replace uh, wall lamps, all right, uh, the lights and the sound panels and all that. So if you want to be part of the workforce in that area, you just put a check mark. Or in the materials, you want to help out with the materials, you have connections, like I said, or financially, okay? You want to say, you know what, in the financial area, I want to, I want to contribute to, to this or to that. Or in the technical area, you know, maybe you're a technician, you know, and you could help us with that. Then the following part is kitchen renovations, okay? It's cabinets, it says gaminets, but it's cabinets, a little typo there. And counters, painting, ice maker, oven, microwave, okay, uh, the plumbing, the sink, same thing. You could say, I, I want to help in this area here. You just put a check mark, which area there. Bathroom renovations, okay, tiles in the wall. Okay, drywall, roof and walls, painting, lights and electricity, sanitary and plumbing, and furniture dividers. If you want to help in any of those areas, you go ahead and, 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 and you mark, or if you want to provide financially to any of those areas as well. And then cafe renovations, all right, same thing, drywall, roofs, painting, lights, 
uh, computer, cash register, furniture. The furniture is not only the inside furniture, but also the patio furniture, like I said, with the pergola that we want to put out there. Okay. Uh, and polished floors, okay, that, that's misspelled. And last, all right, the soccer field, all right? And uh, with the soccer field, guys, it's so amazing because there's this gentleman that I was, uh, that I met and I was talking to, and he works with turf. And uh, he actually came the other day here and he made all the measurements and he goes, Pastor, you know what? Uh, we're going to go down to the people that, that I buy this from and uh, I'm just going to present you and the project that we have and you're going to get this at my cost. You know what I'm saying? You're just going to pay my cost and I'll give you the, the workers to put the field on. Can you have somebody that doesn't even congregate here that I just told them about the project and what we want to do and God started to touch that person's heart already. And you, that's amazing. All right. So, uh, but maybe you want to contribute to that as well. There's different forms. So uh, here you can write your name. Okay, guys, I want you guys to take a moment right there where you're at. Okay, write your name, your phone and email. And if there's any specific note or anything that you want to let us know, and I want to give you about two, three minutes there where you're at so you can fill this out. You know, I didn't want to give out these papers at the end. And a lot of times they end up in our house. And about three or four weeks later, like, oh, that's the paper pastor gave in church. You know, it's like, no, <laughs> this is important. We want to get this done. All right. So fill that out. All right. And, and when you're done, you could just lift it up right there where you're at. And somebody's going to come and pick it up. Los servidores, si me ayudan a recogerlos, por favor, you pick it up. At the end, we're going to have a table outside and Pastor Adrian. Uh, Pastor Adrian, can you come real fast? Just right there so they could all see you. Stand in the back and raise your hand. Okay, that good-looking gentleman back there, that's Pastor Adrian. All right, waving at you guys. And he's our project manager with all this stuff going on. So he's going to be outside uh, uh, at the end. If you have any questions, he's going to be in a table out there. You go to him and you ask him. All right, and uh, he will try to help you answer whatever question you may have, right? So let's just take two more minutes. Let's finish that out. For you guys that are at home, and, uh, and you guys are watching this week, you will have that form uh, virtually as well in our website. So you're going to be able to fill that out as well. We know that we have a lot of you guys that are still connecting that can't be here physically, but you still want to be a part of all these projects and all these ideas and all these things that I'm talking about. This week, you will see that up in our website, numachurchmiami.org, and you can fill it out. That's going to come to us and... Uh, and we're going to get a hold of each of you guys that are writing this information. We're going to go ahead and categorize according to the different areas. All right. And, uh, and we will be, you know, speaking to you on, about this. All right. One more minute, guys. This is exciting. It's good stuff. Good stuff. You guys look like you're in Alaska in front of them with a, <laughs> these <laughs> Jeremy and David. All right.
30 seconds, guys. Let's go. Okay. As we think about this, about having love for God's house, I wanna, I want us to go to, oh, we have some more papers here. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right, to close this morning, I want us to go to Psalm 122. We're going to close this morning, this message where we're talking about love, okay, for God's house. Psalm 122, we're going to read verse 1, and then verse 8 and 9. Psalm 122, verse 1, and then verse 8 and 9. And... This is what King David said. He says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And then verse 8 now. It says, for the sake of my family and friends, I will say, may you have peace. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek what is best for you, O Jerusalem. So, this scripture, King David is talking about the joy in his heart to be able to go and worship and, and fellowship in the house of God. But in this last verse, he says something so amazing. He says, I will seek what is best for you, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the city. It was the capital of God's people. Worship team, you guys could come up already. And he's saying this to them. He's saying, I'm going to seek and pray for your peace because God's house is in that city. And for me, it's so important what is going on in God's house that I'm going to pray for the whole city. You imagine what he is saying, okay, is like, I'm going to pray for Miami because Numa Church is in Miami. I'm going to pray for the city and I'm going to ask for God's best for the city because my place of worship is in that city. That's what King David is saying. So this morning... As you guys listen to this message, as you guys that are there at home, you, you listen to these words. I want to tell you something. God brought you here. God brought you to this place. I've heard stories and testimonies of people that have said, Pastor, I wasn't even supposed to come here. A couple of ladies that are coming to the Spanish service the other day, and they're congregating here during the Spanish service. They go, this is not the church we were looking for. We actually got lost. <laughs> And we were looking for another church, and we never found it. And then we saw that it said Numa Church. We were like, you know what? We can't find the other church. Let's just walk in here. <laughs> it was so funny to hear their story. And they walked in here, and they were here the whole service, all right? They go afterwards to the welcome lounge. They tell us, certain, like, we're not even going to go to the other church anymore. We're happy here. We're going to make this our spiritual home. And I was like, Lord, <laughs> I'm like, you do those things. You do those stories. You know, I have this wonderful family He's here. You guys congregated in a church in Houston called Numa. And you guys were checking us out online before you moved to South Florida to see if this is where God wanted you guys to gather. 
And that's an amazing testimony. That's an amazing. God has brought each of us that are in this room right now. Each of you guys that are connected, he somehow said, you know what? I'm bringing you here. I'm putting you in this place. And the Bible says in Psalm 23, we almost all know Psalm 23. It's, it's the good shepherd. And, and, and Psalm 23, okay, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And the Bible says that he makes me lie in green pastures and leads me to still waters. God is the one that makes you lie in the green pastures. God is the one that brings you to the still waters. God guided you and he guided me here to this place. Now, you might be here this morning and I want to tell you something. You came to a good place. Now, I'm not saying that just because I am the pastor. I want to tell you something. This is a good place because God shows up in this place. God is the center of the spiritual family. And I'm going to try to keep it like that all the days of my tenure as pastor to make sure that he's at the center. That he is the main thing of everything that we're doing here. And I want to make sure I tell you guys this, church. We're going to do our very best. We're going to do our very best to make sure that we rise up together and that all of us would accomplish the purpose that God has for our lives. That together as a spiritual family, when you come here and you might be down, you might be out, and maybe you're like this today, this morning. You come into this place, you're not going to get bad news. You're going to walk into this place, you're going to get the good news because the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. It's not bad news. I might say in a, an example, oh, this is happening in the world, this is happening in our city, but at the end of the day, you know what? You're going to hear a message that's going to encourage you. You're going to hear a message that is going to uplift you. You're going to hear a message that's going to speak into your design so that you can rise up as the man and woman of God that you are. And that you can understand God has put you here on earth in this time for such a time as this. And now today, this morning, maybe your life doesn't look like that too much. Maybe you look around and there's different situations. There's things that are going on in your heart. Like I said at the beginning, hey guys, it's a process. It's a process. Not everything goes like this. And the moment that you receive Christ, all of a sudden, all your life is perfect, nice and well. No. Actually, I have some news for you. The moment that you receive Christ, your eyes are going to open up to a spiritual war that is going on around you. And now there's going to be an opposition to try to deviate you from God's plan for your life. A lot of people think they receive Christ and everything's going to be fine and dandy from that moment on. No. It's going to become harder. And I want to tell you that. Because the moment that you make a commitment to Christ in this church, I want you to understand. Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple must carry his cross daily and follow me. And that cross, guys, is not easy to bear sometimes. Never, really. So we are Numa. We're closing this series today. We love the house of God. We come to this place and understand that when we come, God shows up. And today, right there where you're at, He wants to show up. I want you to close your eyes for a second.
I've been praying this week. And as I've been praying, one of the things I've been asking the Lord is that He would meet you right where you're at. In whatever situation you might be facing right now. You might be facing a health issue. You might be facing a family crisis right now. You might be in a great spot. You might be, everything is going great. Hey, praise God for that. Wherever you're at, I know a God that is willing to meet you there. And he is the head of this church. We are Numa. Christ is the head of Numa. He wants to meet you right there. He wants to encounter you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to uplift you, to encourage you. Will you let him today? Just tell him, Lord, here I am. Touch my heart. Touch me, Lord. Fill me with your presence. And do your work in me.